0: Hello and welcome to Hyperlink a 22s media podcast. I am Dominic Currie, your host, and with me is my guest Jaira Dang. How's it going?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm I'm doing delight delightfully delightful. delightful. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Jaira, have you ever have you ever been on the internet as And then you you're on for a very specific reason and then you see something that's like maybe more like entertaining than whatever you're doing and then you like click on one thing and you're like, "Ooh." And you click on it?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: And then, like, another thing pops up. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, woo, I can click on that as well.
1: <laughs> it's internet rabbit hole. Yeah. You get lost and you never find your yeah. way
0: out. Yeah, and then you're completely lost for hours and hours, and then you emerge just, like, an expert of some something super obscure. Yes. Has that has that's happened to you? Yes. Uh, w- what has that happened to you about?
1: Well, we're here to talk about what one of those things <laughs> is.
0: What is that thing?
1: Um, Basically ruth bader ginsburg but also tangently related the supreme court of mm-hmm. the united states
0: yes so she is she is slightly related to
1: only uh, slightly
0: yeah can you tell me about your relationship to this court system and stuff like you, didn't you do like a mock trial type thingamajig
1: yeah when you said your relationship <laughs> to the court system i was like damn are you going into my records <laughs> like i am i in trouble what's, I'm what's your gonna...
0: relationship with with the courts
1: Yeah, so I first began my interest in the Supreme Court and con law, which is constitutional law, if you ever hear that around the political science department. Um, I fell in love with con law through um, political science department with Dr. Ringel and his mood court team. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dr. Ringel, I'm putting you on blast, So. Yeah, (laughs) anyways, um, his class is wonderful. Um, That class basically teaches you everything you need to know about con law because you're literally debating it. Mm -hmm. And he trains you to um, speak and debate and to think critically. um, And you're traveling all across the United States with your team to basically debate on these theoretical cases. But you learn so much. Mm -hmm. My public speaking skills have clearly gone off the charts
0: yeah they're amazing like are you hearing you right now
1: yeah uh, this is a product of everything that he trained in me for that mm-hmm. one semester yeah. it's honestly one of the best programs here at cal state long beach for anyone interested in pursuing law so i really suggest that but that's mm-hmm. how i got started
0: mm-hmm. i just i went to a similar thing like that in high Ooh. school i was called we the people Did you know about that oh i've heard of that mm-hmm. yeah it's like that but the opposite where you are You know how, like, Congress will go to experts and ask them different stuff, you know? Yeah. We were the experts in that. And so, Mm. and my group was the one on Supreme Court's Nice. Mm We love Uh, that. So, through your involvement with, with that, is that where you kind of first learned about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Actually,
1: I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, because I think I knew Ruth Bader Ginsburg before that class. I don't even remember when, but it was just... Yeah, I think it was one of those weird hyperlink things on the internet where I just like start clicking on stuff and I just saw her on different things. And I started reposting pictures of her on my Facebook accounts. Don't (laughs) dig too far past in my search histories. Uh, It's okay. Um, That's awesome. Yeah.
0: What, What is your favorite court case? Oh my gosh.
1: I don't know, man. That's a tough question. It's like asking someone what their favorite book is, and there's so many different genres, and I would say, oh, shoot, I forgot the name of the court case. Man, these court cases, you got to be specific with them. It's the one involving the United States versus this Japanese guy because this was a case that basically involved World War II, um, and During World War II, as you guys all know, or should know, they had Japanese internment camps in the United States. Um, They weren't burning people. (laughs) That's awful, like they were doing in Germany. But um, these concentration camps were basically because they were worried that Japanese Americans were going to go and give Japan intel on America. So, it's yeah. So, Dom just pulled it up. It's a... Korematsu versus the United States. And it is a crazy story about a guy who is basically trying to avoid the internment camps as much as possible. He even tried to pass as a Chinese man, but that did not work. I don't know how, but I guess— this sounds kind of mean but i guess white people can tell the difference between nations when they're worried about they're worried about national security (laughs) okay that yeah let's step away from those politics but i that's my that's my favorite case just because i i feel like that sits really heavily with me still just because um you know there's that i myself as a Asian American women feel like there's certain perceptions of there being the model minorities. Um, but clearly, time has shown again and again that it's it's by convenience, you know? We had the Chinese Exclusion Act. And then recently, the Harvard case, actually, this, I think, was just decided by the Supreme Court. Um, they ruled that Harvard could be basically discriminate discriminatory towards uh, Asian applicants who are applying to Harvard law. And this is because um, Asians or at least um east Asians are overrepresented in higher education but i think it's it's such a hard topic to navigate because you're wondering why certain populations of minorities in the US are succeeding more than others but there's a particular like I think everyone comes into America with like America, um, you know, their idea of the American dream, but like it's specifically for Asian parents. It's always like, I want my kids to be educated, educated, <laughs> and then, and then their dream is I want my kids to either go to a UC or a private school. Um, And so, of course, like, then you got like these really, really high achieving kids. It's not that they're, they're better per se, but it's just. The, the entire family and the community is focused on their kids' education. Like my mom's friends, like they're all like they're all like water polo mom friends, and they talk mm-hmm. about their kids' grades and they complain about certain teachers because you know that that teacher is just not being cooperative, things like that. But it's just like that whole mindset around education, um, and so it's it's really hard to see now that like that drive, that determination, is being. It's now working against us, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was a weird tangent thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that was great.
0: Do you know that isn't Korematsu still not technically overturned?
1: No, that's the thing that drives me crazy. Thank you for bringing mm-hmm. that up. There was just the recent case called Hawaii versus Trump,
0: yeah. um,
1: and that case actually dealt with the fact that Trump had used um, this ban, this Muslim ban. Um, to restrict travel from certain countries and it really like hit the news and people were really upset about it Um, and in that case Sonia Sotomayor was saying that you know we need to remember that Korematsu versus the United States is still very very relevant and that was basically she decried it she said this was a case that the court made a mistake Mm -hmm. so they never overturned it but it's in writing that our current court does not hold the values that that previous court had when mm-hmm. they decided this case. And I think if this issue were to come up again, it would totally get overturned. Like yeah. everyone looks back on this and it's awful.
0: I think I remember one of, one of, I forgot exactly who it was, but one of Trump's like representatives saying that, oh yeah, we can do this because Koromatsu did it.
1: Dude, that's awful. And I think I remember that too, but... It freaks me out because I honestly, when I was thinking about Korematsu versus the United States, like because we have this court precedence, court precedence being that um, judges will base off their rulings on their interpretations of law based off on what previous Supreme Courts have decided what those laws actually mean. Mm -hmm. So they kind of want to follow each other. So to keep it consistent. Story decisis,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dom, look at you. A. Hey. Hey.
0: Let's talk about how do people get onto the Supreme Court?
1: Okay, so the process of becoming a Supreme Court justice is basically you go to law school, then you maybe work in public service or you become, but you want to become a judge. So you have to start out by being a federal court judge, um, and when you're on the federal court, you might be on a, on a circuit. Um, I'm sorry, Dr ringle. I don't remember how many federal <laughs> circuit courts there are, but there are there are quite a bit um and there's yeah, so there's like different like there's a whole like graph chart that I could show you where it's like you could have you have like the state court system because it's really weird, but you have like the the Supreme Court of California and the Supreme Court of a state, but you also have mm-hmm. the the National Supreme Court, mm-hmm. but um, the National obviously takes precedence over
0: um, balance. And the the ones in the states just rule on um, state law. S- state law, right? Yes.
1: So actually, um, that's one of the ways that things can actually pop up on the Supreme Court. But bringing it back, sorry, I got distracted. That's what happens a lot. Um,
0: <laughs> no worries. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, you want to become like a judge and then you want to be someone who's apparently getting attention because you write some fantastic majority decisions or dissents and people start paying attention to you. You make, you get all a little friendy-friendly friendly with all the top names and politics and stuff and eventually maybe you make it to the shorthand list of the president when a Supreme Court justice dies or retires because these nine people stay on for life. And you have to wait till one of those two things happens. Then the, the president will make a selection and then will send that selection to the uh, Senate. Then the Senate will basically vote on the Supreme Court justice, yes or no. And the Senate has 100 people. Because we have 50 states, two representatives for every every state. And um, actually, it, you don't have to even win by a large majority. Um, I think in Senate to actually pass a law because it needs uh, – we have a bicameral legislature. I think I said that wrong, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, House and Senate. But the Senate needs to have like a vote 60-40 to pass a law to pass through Senate, I believe. And then it's like 51-49 for a Supreme Court justice. And I'm like huh? – no,
0: But the Supreme Courts aren't really supposed to be tied to the politic, politic, no. politics, right?
1: No, no, no. Exactly. So that's what the whole thing that's with Brett Kavanaugh is so crazy. Um, because people really don't think about these nine old people who sit on the court. Because if you think about it, you have to be a judge in the federal courts for a pretty long while before someone recommends you to the Supreme Court. Usually by then you're like, what? Like 50, 60, mm-hmm 80, <laughs> well, 100, 100,
0: 200. 200,
1: yeah, but you got to be someone with pretty much a good breadth of experience in the law. Actually, that was another controversy because Trump was actually just putting people on the federal courts um, that had no experience whatsoever. There's actually no law saying that you have to have experience in law before becoming a judge.
0: You just have to go through the process. You just have
1: to go through the process, and then um, I think people can vote for you. But at the same time, if it's I think it's like the federal court judges are appointed, and he uh, and I think Trump was just electing um, a lot of conservatives, young conservatives who didn't have any experience in law, and so a lot mm-hmm. of people were really pissed off. Mm-hmm. Pissed off lawyers is never good.
0: Even though they're not supposed to be political, you they still kind of have to like
1: yeah. Stay on be
0: be politically relevant,
1: kind of yes, because the Supreme Court interprets laws and they are amazing at what they do. However, the thing is, they have no actual power in themselves other than the power of the belief in what they say. Mm -hmm. And the way this works is because we have you know three branches of government, and in order to balance each other out, they have specific roles and duties. The Supreme Court does not have any control whatsoever, the military. So the Supreme Court will make a decision on something and it's the job of the president to actually carry that out through the military um, and enforce it. So like the that executive branch is meant to uh, execute the plans. So the thing is that the court then has no legitimacy if people don't believe in what the court says. So if the court says something like it is illegal for us to eat Cheetos, everyone on will be Sunday. on a Sunday <laughs> Everyone will be like, excuse you, we don't listen to you. Who what gives you authority? Mm-hmm. Authority is a huge part of the court, like because we actually have a great judicial system. I, this, okay, maybe not great. We we have a lot of problems. Okay, mass incarceration being one of them, and that it targets uh, minority communities. But
0: um, are you just gonna go through? And name, name <laughs> we, uh, every single every problem. Every single
1: problem with the courts right here and now. In the this United would take. States. Oh my lord, <laughs> that would take forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least people believe in the process of mm-hmm. of the courts. People still follow through.
0: And the executive branch doesn't really have to actually, like, follow them, right? No, no, no. Wasn't that how the Trail of Tears kind of happened? Yeah,
1: because um, the Supreme Court, I think, said something along the lines of, no, you can't just kick Native Americans off their land because that's their land, and it's Mm -hmm. not like whatever the heck your manifest destiny doesn't work on that, okay? Uh But Andrew Jackson being— very very racist i think that is something we can all agree on <laughs> i don't know maybe some in some places that's still controversial but he basically said i don't care about what you the supreme court say or do because haha y'all don't get a control the military so i don't gotta listen to you guess who has the guns so it's literally like guns versus pens mm-hmm. who wins
0: yeah guns So, yeah, because I kind of I remember hearing someone saying that like they um, the Supreme Courts are only like 10 or 15 years before or after popular opinion. Because then if no one else, no one, no one agrees with it, then it's not really going to actually have any impact.
1: Yes, that is very, very true. But actually, our court has been pretty proactive because um, like for an example, Roe v. Wade. So I talk about this in the video, obviously, um, that we recorded, but. In Roe v. Wade, that was actually a case involving a woman who was really experiencing, like, hardship in trying to receive um, medical abortion. Um, And in that case, instead of saying, you can't place hardship on women, they just just laid it flat that basically all abortion is legal across the United States. And so it was, like, super shocking to a lot of people, which is why there's still a lot of controversy, because a lot of people are really, really, like— anxious about it because mm-hmm. it just moves so fast and it moved with public opinion. That's mm-hmm. why they want the current court, which is majority conservative, five to four, um, to overturn it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another thing is, um, oh, like um, marriage equality. I think marriage equality was one of the biggest things that suddenly like actually it worked. Like the the court actually, I think, maybe led or maybe even predicted the flow of public mm-hmm. opinion because we had like a law that was, Um, the Marriage Protection Act in California. And it was actually not that long ago that everyone, majority of Californians, voted that they did not want to legalize gay marriage. Um, But then the courts just laid it flat as, hey, we're just going to say that gay marriage exists in all 50 states. And it was very interesting cases. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of those cases involved a woman who was actually her her wife was an American citizen. She was Canadian, so they were in Canada and they were they were they were having a great time, you know, because mm-hmm. they, their marriage was recognized there. But yeah. then when they came to the United Canada's States, great, you know? yeah, I love Canada. My mm-hmm. grandparents live in Canada. Free health care.
0: Uh, canadian bacon
1: canadian bacon canadian
0: syrup did you know that they've had multiple maple syrup heists so that whenever you <laughs> reference a maple syrup heist, you have to clarify which maple syrup heist you're actually going to talk Are you about serious
1: mm-hmm. that is so canadian mm-hmm. <laughs> and also like they have these things called coffee crisps um i fell in love with them the first time i went to to actually like go to canada by myself and and, you know, parents not being there as a kid, you just start eating candy. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do that. <laughs> Dom, how old are you now? Oh, sorry. This is so private 21. information. Oh, 21. Yes. Okay. You are still a young lad. <laughs> <laughs> he does not know how to control his vices yet. It is okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you ever go to Canada, you better buy those co- coffee crisps. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, candy, coffee, though. coffee crisps? Canadian bacon. What else do they have? They got uh, syrup, amazing syrup. um, And they also had gay marriage before we did. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, um, I think one of these ladies, uh, the wife was loaded, but then she died. And um, she wanted to give her money to her spouse, except that she is an American citizen. And so um, basically, if she was trying to pass her, her money to her spouse, it was going to have a really really large estate tax on it or not even that it was like she couldn't give her like she wrote it in her will that she wanted to give everything to her spouse but in the united states they weren't recognized as married Mm -hmm. and so of course then a lawsuit's gonna happen Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i think that's one of the cases that was really instrumental to legalizing gay marriage Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's one of the things yeah going back to the main idea sorry i have to keep track of myself
0: no worries we're literally i feel like you are a, like a living hyperlink like we keep
1: i know we fall <laughs> down in these rabbit holes my brain is a rabbit hole
0: <laughs> okay that, no no no
1: they got okay that got really weird for a sec um but yeah the the court needs to be legitimate otherwise people don't believe them and actually that's what's happening in a lot of other countries right now I mean this whole thing is actually happening in Hong Kong like people are not happy with the judicial system because basically what China's trying to do to Hong Kong is extradite anyone that they accuse of a crime Um, and Hong Kong's calling them out on their BS they're like no you just want to arrest all the political dissidents and lock them away and harvest them for organs which is actually happening, by the way. Happening, by the way. Like people are disappearing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a whole thing. Okay, but that's a weird tangent. But like, literally, people don't care about the law in certain places. Um, like it's a it's almost an ab uh, anomaly that mm-hmm. we care so much about the what the Supreme Court says because in other places they're like we don't care. Like mm-hmm. we literally just have the legislative branch and the executive branch and the judiciary. Just gets trampled, mm-hmm. but ours is pretty strong, dysfunctional, but strong.
0: <laughs> that should be a bumper sticker, right? That'd be great,
1: and it shows like, I don't know, like a little Supreme Court person <laughs> dysfunctional, but strong
0: mm-hmm. Can I talk a little bit about my favorite Supreme Court cases?
1: Sure, like okay, what are they
0: in this show i I interview people about hyperlink stuff, but one of my favorite <gasps> hyperlink <gasps> things is the slaughterhouse cases?
1: I've never heard of these. Is so, this like true crime? What? Is this like true crime no,
0: now? No. No. No.
1: Slaughterhouse
0: has nothing to do with. Okay. I mean, there is slaughterhouses. Oh. So, Ooh, okay. so um you know there's like the the bill of rights, right? Yes. You, you're you of the, the bill, bill of, of rights. rights. Yeah. And they give pr- uh, protection from the government for certain rights and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so those rights weren't included in to states. Mm. They were just for federal.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: And until the 14th Amendment was passed. Mm-hmm. And the 14th Amendment was like, let me Well, let me, let me Well, pull, let me well we
1: actually out. talk about the 14th Amendment um, in our video because mm-hmm. we're really hepping up your video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, this uh, this podcast is a companion podcast to uh, YouTube videos. We should have mentioned this earlier. Oh, but if you okay. want to see that and see us talk about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which we're, we haven't really talked about at all in this Ruth Bader Ginsburg-themed podcast. I know. But um, if you want to... See that? Go check it out on the 22 West Media um, or 22 West Video YouTube channel, um, and yeah, we're on there. What were what we, we saying?
1: So we were talking about the Fourteenth Amendment and how it didn't apply to states at first because it just meant people.
0: No. So the when the bill the Bill of Rights was was just applied to the federal the federal government oh so yeah the, yeah the federal yeah. government couldn't infringe on those rights
1: oh but it's like now the states can infringe yes yeah. that is so, yes, so, yes 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 um, yes sorry so
0: then the 14th amendment was passed to be like because the states states are pretty much the only ones infringing on rights compared to like the oh it's kind of hard yeah for the federal government yeah too. like
1: they don't have oh, well NSA. i mean they can but the like national this, Security it's, more of a with,
0: it's more of a problem within states
1: oh for sure um, like v- voting and all that yeah. Voter suppression.
0: Oof. And so, um, and so that when the 14th Amendment was passed, it included the the line of, um, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. And so that sounds a lot like the rights, right? So mm-hmm. like uh, that that was sup- supposed to usher in all of the um, Bill of Rights being applied to the states. Yeah. But then um, what happened was there was these uh, slaughterhouses. Like like uh you know, like for slaughtering like animals, animals and stuff.
1: All the vegans are gonna be enraged at this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so
0: there was these there was these slaughterhouses that were in um upstream from the um from a town. Oh and so they're dumping all their like guts pollution. and stuff. And it, Ooh. Yeah, so then the the state government was like, Bro, you gotta like move downstream. <laughs> <laughs> you affecting our water supply yeah. people are growing three years yeah and so there was already a slaughterhouse on on the other side of the town oh, downstream and we got no room and there was like there's no room and they're like you have to work with them and then then they're like that's that's creating a monopoly right because oh, now it's one and so they're like antitrust law and so they were um they argued that i forgot exactly which amendment they argued it under but they argued that it was an infringement upon their their Bill of Rights,
1: right?
0: Mm. Um, and so then the slaughterhouse cases were like, no, the the Fourteenth Amendment doesn't actually apply to any of the states. What? Yeah, they were like, uh, ah, no, which like, it their their argument makes sense as far as like, or no, it doesn't make sense, but their argument was like, in this situation, you guys definitely have to move downstream like it's not actually infringing upon your rights but what happened was it completely made the 14th amendment not useless It completely useless right
1: yeah that's the interesting about supreme court cases too is that it's really creepy how one case can actually inadvertently lead to a cascade of yeah. events
0: so now the privileges and immunities clause in the 14th amendment is completely like useless like Are it doesn't it doesn't do anything that's and awful and so what eventually happens though is um, there's cases keep coming up on the states infringing upon rights you know Mm -hmm. and there was this one case called uh, it was gitlow versus Dom.
1: wait how did you begin your love affair with the courts
0: i through the we the people thing oh yeah 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 sorry you Mm -hmm. mentioned that earlier but also also the internet you know yeah i'm just
1: like you know you know like a lot. I
0: I love the Supreme Court. I know.
1: They're they're amazing. Yeah. We can talk more about them. Yes, we got yes. so much more to talk
0: about. Okay. Uh, so it was Gitlow versus New York. Oh. Um and so this uh this guy was distributing pamphlets. That was like supposed to be like It
1: n- always starts with the pamphlets. It's, I, it's those pamphlets. Oh man. my god. I I can't even explain. Like literally, I think there was another Supreme Court case that had to do with like some Jehovah Witnesses that mm-hmm. were distributing pamphlets and people were angry cuz they are like I don't want them coming to my door. Uh-huh. These Jehovah witnesses need to stop and they're like it turned into this whole thing with like the first amendment and I was like man these poor Jehovah witnesses uh-huh. just wanted to
0: spread the good news uh-huh. sorry so, <laughs> so so someone was handing out like uh what was they were saying was like left wing manifestos mm-hmm. and um mm. then the government was like no you can't hand that out and then they <gasps> oh. and then they were like you're in the 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 state was like state told them that they can't hand that out. Did you know
1: they still ask you? I applied to be part of the FBI or CIA.
0: You wait. Oh. You wait.
1: Wait. I don't know. Ooh. You applied
0: to be part of the FBI. Yeah,
1: I wanted to be on their internship. I think it's okay to say this because I wasn't accepted. Okay. Yeah, but they still ask you if you're a communist.
0: Uh huh.
1: I'm like. You put yes, huh? That's no, I yes. put a no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> No, I'm not a commie. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, also, if you hear another voice in the studio, it's 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 uh, Bria. It's Bria. Hello.
1: Our amazing hey, Bria. Hey. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. So, yeah. Get So low. they're they're handing out these left minute manifestos, and the government says you can't hand them out, and then they were like, "That infringes upon my my rights." Um, on uh-huh. the First Amendment right, which is mm-hmm. it does. And so then, um, they in get in get low. They were. um Get low. Get low. Get low. Get, um, low. <laughs> <laughs> g- get low. This they said that it, it did infringe on the rights mm-hmm. but not not through the clause but through oh. um through the equal protection clause right oh after the God. due process clause. So it says uh you can't impri- you can't infringe on the privileges and immunities of citizens of the United States nor shall any person deprive any person of life liberty pr- or property without the due process of law or deny any persons with jurisdiction without equal protection of the laws. So then they said, oh, no, now it counts within the equal protection of the laws, but now just for free speech. Okay. And so... That's a little better. But, like...
1: But now That's that clearly much. not
0: what the equal protection law was no, supposed to be about.
1: No, it's... Okay, that's so bad, because I can think about so many ways that this could go wrong. I mean, like, we got some pretty crazy states in America. Mm-hmm. There's some places where I would rather not be... <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so then, um, so th- then that's like kind of a solution, but now it's just free speech, right? Okay. And so then there's all these different, um, incorporation cases incorporating the Bill of Rights to, oh. to the states, but it happens on a completely case by case basis.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the annoying part where it's like, where now, like, if you get into like exceptions, now you got to do every single freaking exception.
0: Well, we. Yeah, but we like don't we want all the bill of rights?
1: Yeah, but like, why did they have to complicate things with the slaughterhouse cases? Cases they so, literally. So instead yeah. of just
0: overturning the slaughterhouse cases because of stare decisis, how they don't like to change their mind, they're like, oh, now we'll just do it through equal protection one by one.
1: Oh, it's like your it's like your stubborn dad who's like, yeah, I'm wrong, but you know what? Here's all the ways that I'm actually right.
0: So, I, but <laughs> I, at any given point in time, throughout. After that, mm-hmm. a certain Bill of Rights were completely legal for for states to infringe upon ah. as long as it wasn't brought up to the Supreme Court. Oh my lord! And so eventually, case by case, they all got added to the states. Yeah. But it took a while. Like yeah. the last one that was added was in 2010, and they finally Shut they up. finally finished. Yeah. Shut up. So like, we were alive when not all of the Bill of Rights was applied to states. <gasps> <laughs>
1: Okay, but we're okay now. Yeah, we're, we're okay. Sure. It was a dangerous time when I was 10 years old. But... <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that, that's all. That's, that's you all made I have me... to say. Okay,
1: Tom, you literally had me on this, like, roller coaster, uh-huh. like, ripping my chair, and I was like, oh, my God, we're in danger. We're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> you led me this whole time to believe that we were in danger, and then, okay, we're okay now. But, like that that's that's pretty scary I mean
0: but that's interesting though it right? is
1: interesting wait can we talk more about some of the justices do we yes. have enough time
0: I, I mean we got we got time we got time yeah. alright
1: Um. so honestly I'm okay so I I've done a lot of reading into um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and also Sonia Sotomayor but not as much as the other justices but I do know interesting tidbits like Alina Kagan she was actually never a judge before she got appointed to the Supreme Court she was like the really? dean of Harvard Law so it was actually kind of controversial because mm-hmm. people were like yeah she knows the law but she's never been a judge mm-hmm. but she's smart she's like hella smart
0: is she is she considered like a super good judge
1: yeah like um um I well at least I've heard that she's very thoughtful. Well mm-hmm. all of them are thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, but she's very intelligent. I think she's just not as like firebrand as maybe some of the other judges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's like a whole another thing that like the judge, like the courts um especially some <laughs> I can't speak English today. Okay. Um the Supreme Court has not always been Nine people, they've had weird numbers before. Mm-hmm. I think at one point they had five or maybe twelve. Weird number. Weird numbers. <laughs> yeah, we we love whispering into mics. Mm-hmm. We're having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they had weird numbers. Um, I don't know where I was going with this.
0: You were talking about your different favorite
1: my favorite justices
0: just a bunch of different justices yeah
1: but yeah there's just been there's so many interesting things about the course oh but yeah the reason why it's important that the Sur- the supreme court now is nine is because it's not an even number mm-hmm. because if we had an even number just imagine everything that they couldn't agree on they would have to it would be a tie mm-hmm. do you know how awful a tie is it's like you didn't win you didn't lose
0: Wait, you were just it, inadequate in, in the case of like the interpretation of a law And then it's a tie. Does everyone just kind of like look around and be like, well, I guess we're not deciding (laughs) that one today. (laughs) Actually,
1: I don't know. But like literally the nine justices sit in a room and deliberate and nobody knows what happens in that room. Mm -hmm. It is literally like the blind spot of democracy. (laughs) That's so scary. But just remember they can't do anything if the executive branch <laughs> doesn't like it, <laughs> so it's okay. Like they, they got some limitations, but they gotta listen to public opinion. If they did anything outrageous, they they would be out of business.
0: Yeah. So tell me about some more justices.
1: Oh, okay. Justice O'Connor was the first woman to be appointed to the Supreme Court, and she's actually a conservative. Oh my, <gasps> <gasps> an anomaly. I'm just kidding. I, I I feel like there's this perception that all the firsts of women are like. These like blazing like women's rights activists. Um Justice O'Connor was a conservative. Mm-hmm. And actually a funny story, she, Justice O'Connor and Justice Reinquist went to law school together and they were dating <gasps> and they broke up. I think she actually broke up with him. Dang. Power move right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I could be I could Wait, be wrong, so but that seems like a Supreme Court justicey so thing
0: to do. They went to college and then no they it, went to law school law school yes yes and then broke up and now they're in a they, now they're in a job together yeah forever yeah until one of them dies yeah
1: can you can you imagine how awful that is oh God. right because it's worse than even just seeing your coworker every day. Like, you need like, to be like, go, I'm going to call in sick.
0: You have to go argue with them.
1: Yeah. you <laughs> got to literally relive all of your worst experiences of why you broke up with them in the first place. I'm sure
0: they're fine. I'm sure they've worked it out.
1: Yeah, I think they were they were good friends. Like, all the Supreme mm-hmm. Court justices are, like, really homey with each other, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we talk about this in the, the video. Mm-hmm. Plug, plug. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, yeah, like... Um, We had like Ruth Bader Ginsburg who was like besties with Scalia who Mm -hmm. was the most conservative of judges. Like I I really, when I was reading, I had to actually read a lot of Supreme Court cases for my moot court class when I was reading it. I was just like really strongly disliking everything he wrote but they were best friends. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was a pretty funny dude too. Like he's just like a jolly, jolly Mm man. Um, That's that's not a word that you hear used to describe Supreme Court justices but jo- I feel jolly. like jolly they're all like so grim faced and they're they're so like disapproving just imagine like you coming up to the Supreme Court that's another thing I actually worked in the courts this summer mm-hmm. as part of Justice Corps. plug plug it's a great <laughs> org that gets you working in your community mm-hmm. um, but uh, uh, an interesting thing to note is that when you uh, go into a courtroom the judge or the um I forgot the name of it, but sometimes, like, the judge is not actually a judge. They're, like, a commissioner of the court. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, the judge uh, sits on a pedestal. So even if that person is shorter than you, is, like, four foot tall, they still have this, like, authority because they're Uh sitting on a pedestal. So imagine, like, you are arguing your side of the case, and there's, like, nine people just standing there. And then, like before they come in, it's like, "Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! I'll rise for the United uh, Supreme Court of the United States." And then that, yeah. And then they walk in with their swishing black robes. Is
0: that why it's called Oye? The website.
1: Yeah, you didn't know that. They yell "Oye! Oye!" I don't even know where that comes from.
0: There's a website called Oye. It's spelled like O Y E E Z, -Z. Um, where if you want to look up what happens in supreme court cases that's the best place to go i think it
1: literally is amazing basically it's all free it's a partnership i think between some university and justia.com but they have all the supreme court cases for free they have really accurate and update updated information about all the supreme court justices and past ones and And,
0: and it's in pretty simple language like you can figure out what's going on
1: it's for the american people so it's like your wikipedia of everything Supreme Court justice
0: related. So if you want to learn more about the Slaughterhouse cases, you can
1: go there. But it's all accurate. It's so accurate. Mm -hmm. Unlike
0: us, who have probably said false things throughout this podcast. Yeah,
1: you should never take things at face value. Please
0: please look up and research for your own. Yeah,
1: we hope, like, (laughs) this is an educational podcast. We hope that we have great discussions, but we also ultimately want you to be sent off into the universe to discover your own favorite Supreme Court cases. Yes. That is this is a cult okay what,
0: what wait. we're starting us
1: a <laughs> yeah like this has turned. yeah okay this, this is gonna turn well i mean who else is like really gonna talk about supreme court cases i don't know i don't know how many people who love i love supreme court
0: cases.
1: i know this is why it's a cult because it's only the, you and me we're so lonely in here now <laughs> bria's just kind of here, but I'm she's, right. she's, she's writing. writing everything we're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she moves that pencil so fast, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and I also found out that um, the area that I grew up in, Pasadena, um, woo-woo.
0: hold for applause, <laughs>
1: uh, no applause. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually, they had a case like ooh, that was actually in the nine, like not even 50 years ago where it was actually there was a civil rights case that I think went all the way up to the Supreme Court because Pasadena schools were not integrating when Mm -hmm. they were trying to work all of that out and that to me was very shocking but it actually makes a lot of sense because if you look at the Pasadena area specifically it has the highest amount of private schools per capita in the United States and I think that's just a bunch of um, okay, I should avoid generalizations. Okay, uh, a bunch of uh, rich people who don't want the public school education system, um, and I think that's bad because we should invest in our public schools. I am mm-hmm. a product of public school education. We are all public school C-S-S-U-L-B. educated. C-S-S-U-L-B. Cal- <laughs> California Cal, Lafornia, State University. Woo! Okay, <laughs> yeah. And also, if any uh, legislators listen to this podcast, um, just actually, in case. Actually,
0: I've been looking at like the analytics, and exclusively legislators listen to this podcast. Oh, that's great. It's only hey, legislators. Um, <laughs> we
1: really need money, and y'all are the state, and you guys actually give us more funding than federal, so we don't care about Betsy DeVos. We care about you guys, and you need to give us more money for our Cal Grants.
0: Yes. Retweet. <laughs> Retweet.
1: <laughs> hashtag, hashtag.
0: Okay, well... I think that's our time limit, but thank you for coming on. Yeah,
1: honestly, this was so much fun. Dom, yeah. I I want to do something like this again. <laughs> I'm so sad. Like
0: you you have to come back in okay. in, in, a, in a couple episodes for sure. Okay. Do you have any future ideas of what you would want to talk about?
1: Um I think we could talk about like different things like oh There's so many things my brain is i like memorize really weird things like things just stick in my brain that's perfect for this
0: show i know
1: i love podcasts it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing um but i i feel like we could talk about um definitely politics um i'm i like and political correctness and problems with that like obviously i i said a lot of things that are like we literally wrote down here on the paper have to be careful not to make too many hot takes. <laughs> I was, like, hitting all those hot takes and almost took another hot take, so I had to step back from that. But I think um, one thing that's really important is, um, uh, like, we just be inclusive of other people's thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. I know, like, I I definitely can come across as pretty aggressive, but um, one thing, like, I grew up in a pretty conservative family, mm-hmm. um, and I know that political views is not a estimation of your morals but I think nowadays it really is and that bothers me a lot because sometimes people just need to be educated you know mm-hmm. like a lot of the Chinese American community is very silent on certain issues or they're mainly conservative but I think that's also because there there's like a different immigrant my- mentality my dad always tells me because he's an immigrant that I'm more American because the immigrant mentality is you just got to survive
0: mm-hmm
1: but that's a weird thing. We can also talk about immigration. Yeah. There's that's like, a, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. So is many hyperlinks. Hyperlinks. hyperlinks.
0: Well, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Dom. Was- this is literally my dream come true. <laughs> I don't care about anything else that I've accomplished in my undergraduate <laughs> career. I love podcasts and the fact that I'm to be a part of one. Oh, oh, my you. goodness. Thank you. Dom is also the best person, and if you ever need a friend or, like, an older <laughs> brother to bother, like, Dom is literally that that guy. Aw, oh, thank you. The coolest, the coolest dude. <laughs> we still need to go surfing.
0: We, we, we'll go surfing. We will go I surfing. I promise. Okay. It'll happen. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode. I haven't mentioned this the last couple episodes, but our music, uh, our wonderful music is made by Brandon Vaughn, a.k.a. Sketchful. So you can find him on Instagram or whatever at Sketchful. Um, if you want to watch our video, like we we mentioned before on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it'll be at 22 Media. Or, uh, 22S video on YouTube and it'll be under hyperlink episode two about Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> yeah.
1: yes we taught we were definitely more focused in that interview yes yes and also I was nervous because were so many cameras
0: <laughs> for sure